Oh, yeah. Right. I'm like fired up about Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Fired up. Yeah. The boys are back. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. SoCal Punks. The SoCal Punks, they're back. <laughs> this is entertainment, entertainment. It is entertainment, entertainment, and entertaining conversation about me. Ooh, pretty good, Sorry, yeah. yeah I, I do. That is my favorite Blink-182 song. kind of gets me. Ooh, yeah. It's, I think it's a pretty going. good pick for a favorite. I, I you. you know. I think I'd go first date. Oh, which one is that? Is that, uh... Uh, you know, I just can't wait. Pick you up on our very first date. Oh, okay. Is it cool if I hold your hand? Oh, And the video is, like, they're wearing, like, they have, like, mullets and, like, mustaches in the music video. Hilarious. It's hysterical. It's hilarious. It's hysterical. It's their sabotage. It is their sabotage. Yeah. It really it kind of is. It's you know, it's like a funny music video. Yeah. Uh, Tom DeLonge just like a pretty good like mouth lip. What the fuck? Like in the music video, which is pretty good. Good memory. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd go first day is my favorite. Like nice. two song. Yeah, entertainment, entertainment, entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. We're talking about the Blink 182 reunion that just happened at Coachella. As, yeah, they just we, we unfortunately were not in attendance at Coachella. FOMO, no, we but, did, not at all. No. But yeah, the, the good thing about uh, in today's uh, world of technology, you get to live it on YouTube. You do because everyone films it. Yeah, everyone, yeah, literally everyone films it. You're correct. Literally everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I, I think my first note of it is that I was kind of impressed at, you know, how all the Coachella kids knew all the words. Like they were, they were into it and singing, and I was kind yeah. of impressed by that. Yeah, we watched a video that an audience filmed. Uh, someone from the audience filmed, and they were doing a lot of pans from the from the stage to the audience, and yeah, because it did seem like. Th- it seemed like in the audience, it was like for every four people who were born before Blink-182 uh, was popular, there was one person who was old enough to experience Blink-182 yeah. in their popularity. and yeah. like, But it did seem like the whole crowd... Regardless of age, was bopping along and was into it. it was yeah, kind they, of weird. Yeah, yeah, they were all singing all the small things. They the whole crowd was singing. Um, there was a, there was four guys who looked like they were way too young to experience Blink One Eighty Two in their lifetime. They would did the thing where they all grouped, hugged, and like and bounced jumped, up yeah. and down together. They and I was the, like, wow. They did the Rocky Balboa Apollo Creed end of Creed uh, Rocky Three celebration, where it's a, the, one of the most homoerotic scenes in movie history, where they it's Sylvester Stallone and Carl Weathers. In like tight, tiny '70s shorts, Ooh. in the like in the ocean together, and like they're hugging and jumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Are you wow, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, like you, you, really, you love it. You oh love yeah, it. you yeah. just sold those movies to me. I mean, I mean, my God, I'm just picturing those shorts getting all wet and they're jumping. I'm just moved by this. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. So yeah, that the, the kids in the Coachella crowd were doing. Yeah, the the hug jump. The hug. The jump. male the male hug jump that yeah. you know is is really has some homework erotic energy to it it's a celebration of their their kind of male male <laughs> male on male, of male connection male on male connection yeah <laughs> yes. and it's it's always a joy you're like wow look at them go they're hugging and jumping Interesting. <laughs> but if they're doing that yeah. in 70s running shorts in the ocean that's a whole different thing yeah wow. yeah that's <laughs> yeah i mean what are the shorts even doing take them off like, Sloan, who's like yeah it's like tiny and like his head is just like at carl weather's chest he's just like basically is he, is he stallone one of the short actors i think so he's he's in heels in every Rocky movie. Wow. When you watch him like walking in the street, he's in like six inch wedges, basically. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. And good to know. He's yeah. One of, one of those. Most of them are. Uh, Most of them are. But but back to Blink One Eighty Two. Back, back to Blink One Eighty Two. They're back. Uh, they yeah. Re- yeah, reunited. Yeah. It was it was interesting to watch them. I mean, because yeah, we were talking about like our own 
experience growing up with Blink-182. And what I remember is that, like, every boy that I kind of had a crush on, their favorite band was Blink-182. Yeah, yeah. You know, and most of these guys are, like, older, you know, like, all these, like, I, I, like wow, yeah. yeah, like, older lifeguards that I had a crush on, you know, like, totally <laughs> awful. God, I'm, like, getting red just thinking about that. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. We're all young at one point. It's, it's rough. You know, we all yeah, it's, we all yeah, it. yeah, it's 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 not easy growing up. But um, I, I liked them. But I think I also thought Blink One Eighty Two. I thought they were all cute. I just had like a crush on them, and I had crush on boys who like really liked well, them. Well, they, they had a cool like uh, it was very. I, I felt enough because I was like listening to them on the way to work last night, and uh, they they were like an interesting. Because, you know, they're in between Weezer and the, then a few years after Blink-182, like, the, like, Taking Back Sunday, like, hardcore emo. And I feel like they were kind of like a bridge from Weezer mm. to, like, those bands. Yeah. Because they are, all of their songs are, like, about, like, love and girls and this and that. Like, and it's like, but yeah. it's like, has an edge. And they're like. We love the Simpsons. And it's rowdy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely, like, boys. Yeah, it's very yeah. boys. Yeah, very, very all caps boys. Yeah, uh, it's almost like they also they're they're so so they also have like lineage to like the Minutemen, like those kind of like SoCal punk. Oh scene, yeah, you totally. Know, like, I feel like that, which yeah. I don't think a, like they're, like as far as like mainstream punk band, like because like pop. I guess you would call them pop punk, but I yeah, would you call them pop punk? I guess they, yeah. I mean, they were they you know. I guess, but, pop punk. Yeah, by the time they blew up, they were they were they were just totally on top forty radio. They they were like you know definitely. You yeah. know, I, I guess in a similar way, you know, I mean, well, I guess the Stro- they had more commercial success than the Strokes did. But I'm trying to think of like uh, it's like know, rock bands. The same. That, yeah, the same. like yeah, that that you know, because yeah, by by the time their second album hit, they were so big. What's my yeah. age? I remember, yeah. Green that, Day. I feel like they're also very Green Day. Very, yeah, totally. Green, Green Day is probably Day. a better, yeah, better comparison than the yeah, Strokes as yeah. far as uh, uh, fame goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, because I was, I was like nine, I think, when uh, What's My Age Again came out, and it was the same thing where I was like, my older guy cousins were really into them. I remember thinking, like, the music video, because they're all, like, running naked, and then there's, like, yeah. the hot nurse with the big tits, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. I was, I was like, no, I was like, yeah, this is, this is like, cool stuff that the older kids like, and I yeah. like it, too. Yeah, and the one song that we were listening to was, I didn't even realize it was called Damn It. I thought it was called This Is Growing Up, but yeah. the one we played Yeah. They had the line, it was like, did you hear? They fucked her. Or did you hear? He fucked her. I remember being like, oh my, you know, and I was young, repressed, young, repressed in high school anything that was sex I was like hey, they're talking about sex they are talking about sex yeah no and you were yeah yeah because you were probably like 13 when that album came out so you were like you were was, like I'm I, I'm very bad with dates but I'm, I'm it I'm, came out in 97 so yeah you would have been 13 thank you for doing the math yeah um yeah I was 13 yeah so I was definitely like little fledgling horny 13 year old and was just like anything with sex I was like sex 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 uh stuck with me but yeah I thought they were so cute and but I, did, I wasn't that like I don't think I was that like into them myself at that time I just I, I liked them, but I, I don't think I like bought their music or they anything. Had a, they, yeah, they had like an aura to them. I feel like yeah. where yeah, they had a cool vibe. Uh, yeah, maybe it is like that SoCal rocker vibe that they had. I kind of remember they did a Cribs. I remember their Cribs. I remember the, oh, that's I don't remember what the, the Cribs. Wow. Yeah, that's I remember. And then the Mark Hoppus guy, he was like really into the Simpsons, like obsessive wow, yeah, Simpsons okay. fan. I remember that. And then I remember he also was. I don't know if he was really into. See, I don't because I don't know. You know how there was multiple cribs. Like he could have done a cribs later because I also remember him being really into Coke Zero or something like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I gotta get my pop culture straight on this. Wow, but, um, Mark Hoppus Coke, Coke Zero. Yeah, maybe that's something. Maybe it wasn't Cribs, but those are like the, the things that stick in my mind about Mark Hoppus. Simpsons I, and Coke Zero. Mark Simpsons, Hoppus, Coke yeah. Zero. Yeah. Um, but and then um, I totally have had a crush on Mark Hoppus. Out, yeah. of, out of the three, I was like, I had a crush on no, him. No, he was your guy out of yeah. the three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, he has a cool voice. Like, and I thought we were watching. Um, I feel like his voice has aged well because I feel like he has like yeah. such a cool singing style where he's almost just like talking but it's but it's not talking he's like singing it's very california it's, yeah very, yeah he's, he's he's really good and he, he still sounds wine. great like, yeah it's almost like they're whining but I, yeah. yeah i don't know what it is yeah. but it's, it's very like punk california and like, we always say like this one comedian what's his name whitmore thomas yeah i think he, whitmore thomas he is has what he like did, the most but... incredible blink 182 bit he imitates the guy singing miss you um tom, tom DeLong. DeLong. yeah tom like, DeLong's verse on yeah i don't amazing. even want to do it you because it's do like it. yeah no, it's you can't like touch his, it. it's his bit yeah it's so good though. look yeah. it up if yeah. you're into, if any yeah. for our two list two unique listeners on spotify we recommend it's yeah. whitmore thomas blink 182 bit. it's yeah. so funny um but yeah as far as the reuniting yeah i thought because mark hoppus just survived um leukemia and yeah okay yeah because so he like just i think this he, like, this was like recent was it was mm-hmm. it recent was it uh lymphoma or le- it was leukemia right uh, i think it was leukemia yeah, i'm yeah. sorry i'm not i'm yeah. not uh quite sure but he did he is like in remission so he yeah. so it's cool to see him and like yeah that they and, and i thought that they, they looked good they sounded good yeah travis um, barker was going for it on the drum still still sure mr uh who's courtney, courtney is he yeah. Yeah, yeah mr courtney kardashian was rocking out there on he the drums he was the most into it he was well he was the highest energy highest he was energy. you know yeah yeah and like i guess because tom delong and mark hoppus kind of had this feud where i think we were talking about last night like tom delong he kind of wanted to stop he got over he just wanted to do other things. He was sick of Blink-182. Yeah. And, you know, he was possessed by uh, the truth is out there. He was really getting into his aliens. He was emailing Hillary Clinton about aliens. Like, <laughs> took over his yeah, life. Yeah. And respect that. Respect that. And um, so he wanted to do his own thing. And I think Mark Hoppus was kind of pissed. That kind of derailed Blink-182. And so I think they were feuding for a really long time. And I read this article last yeah. night about how... Um, Tom DeLong emailed Mark Hoppus out of the blue because he was he needed him to sign something in relating to Tom DeLong's divorce, and I'm like, that's like the most rock band thing ever. Like, yeah, he, yeah. they hadn't talked in a long time, and then that's how he found out that uh, Mark Hoppus had cancer. Yeah, well, it was and because then, he reached out to him because he needed a signature for something involving his divorce. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's such a sounds like very rock star, yeah. elder rock star cliche. But, but yeah, but they, they since then they've rekindled. They talk yeah, every day, as they a, talk which every which, day. Is, which I said that filled my heart last yeah, night. Like yeah. the, the Mark Hoppus Tom DeLong uh, rekindling. Yeah. Is, is is a great thing. Yeah. And um, it was... Yeah. I also... The one thing... Okay. I do feel like the one thing that... Because they are older, they kind of... The, at least Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong, they're not as bratty. Because I do feel like they they were brats. They were kind of no, like Oh, they bratty. were total punk brats. Yeah. yeah they were total and, little... Yeah. And so, yeah. like, that was the only thing that was, like, different. It's just they're kind of, like, these mature... Like, I've survived mm-hmm. cancer and I'm going through a divorce and Tra- Travis Barker's like, I've survived a plane crash. Yeah, I survived <laughs> a plane crash I mean? and, and like, married to one of the Kardashians now. Yeah. yeah and yeah. clearly he's, he's got some... Uh, he's got a Kardashian running through his veins. He's just giving it all out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, making Making the most, yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. But the, yeah, it was interesting. It's cool. They're they're um, 
Yeah, they're back. Happy to have them back. Yeah. I'd be into it. If they make new music, I would like be into a new Blink-182 album. I'd be excited yeah. for it. Yeah. It is fun to, like, you're like, oh, fuck. I, I had not really thought about Blink-182 yeah. as a band me in too, a really me. long time. But they are worthy of, like, rethinking about and listening to. Yeah, think, exactly. Yeah. When I was listening to them last night, I was like, yeah. I mean, it could just be 100% nostalgia. But I was like, I think they're they're really good. I like, yeah. love I love their guitar. The, the, the guitar sounds great. Yeah. Uh, yeah they're both, both, like, both their voices, Tom Dolan and uh, Mark Hoppus are great. Yeah. Nothing but, nothing but great. Great things to say about Blink One Eighty Two, and I'm happy for all of them. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Good story. Good yeah. that they're you know surviving things and playing together again. Um, and yeah, and good that Tom DeLonge isn't just this kind of like not 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 a joke, but I do feel like for a long time he just had this reputation of being the weirdo from Blink One Eighty Two who was like emailing the government about aliens, and now he's completely yeah, and I, vindicated. And I think because... I think I think there was some government sponsored hit pieces on Tom DeLonge to make him <laughs> sound right. crazier yeah. than he was. Yeah, because he was he. This was you know. Let's not forget this is pre. Uh, CIA, you know, leaking that UFOs mm-hmm. are real. Yeah. So he was in the floor, you know, he's on the forefront fighting the good fight out there. Yeah. And I think there was some government-sponsored uh, media hit pieces on Tom Dong to make him sound Absolutely. crazier than he was. And also, like, the most, if he's in a punk rock band, the most punk rock band thing you can do is quit your punk rock band to go expose the truth about aliens. You know what I pretty, mean? Yeah, just pretty to much. to do something completely non-related to your band. Yeah. Like, that More, actually is, like, he's actually a punk we, rock We talked about this briefly last night, but I would, I'll put it, I'll frame it this way. More punk. Uh, Tom DeLong leaving Blink-182 and uh, emailing Hillary Clinton or Julian Casablancas uh, emailing AOC and, and other progressive <laughs> and other progressive <laughs> celebrities when they were uh, politicians. Uh, I think Tom DeLonge going after. I think uh, yeah, yeah, I think Tom DeLonge. But there was, I think there's a punk side to uh, Julian Casablancas because I think he, deep down I think he was just trying to fuck AOC. Like, I really <laughs> think that's where it was coming from. Where he was like he was like. Or I shouldn't say fuck, but I think wanted to be her boyfriend. I think like <laughs> like, like I think like wanted to be AOC's like like famous yeah, boyfriend. He would, he would it would be good. I, I would like that. Would be, I'm, that would I'm be all nice. for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for an AOC yeah. Julian Casablanca's romance. Yeah, I think they could be a power couple. I agree. It would be, yeah. it would be actually adorable. I would. I'd um, be all for it. Yeah, I'd but, be all for it. And then, but she and she was like rocking out at their. Um, they did like a benefit for show Maya for Wiley, Maya Wiley yeah. before the mayoral election. Yeah, and then she was AOC was like you know I mean she. AOC is very adorable, except for when she goes to the Met Gala and wears um, a dress that says, what was it? Tax yeah, what was, the rich. They like, eat, oh, yeah, eat the rich God. and tax, tax the rich. Yeah, whatever You're at the idea. Met Gala. You are the rich, you idiot. What yeah, are you was, doing? Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. But she was adorable at the Stroke Show, so I don't know. Yeah, she was yeah. having a good time, and I, 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 I ship. Julian Casablanca and AOC. Yeah, no, that would be yeah, power couple. Her, her actual boyfriend's a redhead. Do you ever see her actual boyfriend? No, I didn't. She dates a redhead. Wow, Justin, yeah. there you go. Look see? That. So yeah, so AOC's into the redheads too. Look at that. Good representation. You for and AOC, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe if Julian Casablanca was a redhead, she would have went for it. But, <laughs> She's got a type. You know, yeah. Maybe she would have went for it. <laughs> she dyed his hair red. I think, <laughs> I think he's had red streaks in his hair, but yeah, he should go full ginger. Yeah, and he see should. What you know, so Julian Casablanca, if you hear this, you know, <laughs> yeah, come on. She's she's into redheads, so you know. Oh, just move. think about it. Make yeah. the move. Go, go, Ginger, and go get her. <laughs> go get her. Um, all right, yeah, that was our uh, so Blink One Eight Two classic band reuniting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. It makes. I think it makes the world better that Blink One Eighty Two is back. I think the whole. I think. I think it brings some good energy to the world that Blink One Eighty Two is back. I mean, yeah. the crowd at Coachella seemed like a very mild, like fun crowd. Like there was nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it they did, were into it. Did it did seem like yeah. everyone was just having a nice time, and yeah. I, I don't think I ever want to go to Coachella. I would. 
I don't really like, yeah, like, no, no, but it, but I was like, that would be a fun thing to see. Yeah. That, you know, if, 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 if it was just that, like, you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want anything else to do with Coachella, but no. just seeing that, like, that specific show looked like a good time. It did, yeah. yeah. It, looked, it looked fun. I don't know if I would buy a ticket to their show, but it does seem like a. Oh, I would. Okay. All right. I totally would. All if, right. if they did a tour, I would totally go see them. All right. I'll go with you. I mean, right. I think it would, I think it'll be fun. It would be fun. Okay. Interesting. Good to know. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Excuse me. I'm burping. I don't know. Hey, you know what? It's, we all do it. We're human. Uh, let it out. Um, speaking of nostalgia, yeah, I guess. You know, we'll, we'll jump right in. Cause we, yeah. we, you know, we're talking about uh, our next topic is just uh, some movies we could watch over and over again. Over and over. Over yeah. and over again. Do you want to start? Over. Do you want me to kick this I off? I think you should it? start because I feel like yours is, you are way more passionate about your pick than I am about mine. Well, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've mentioned it briefly <laughs> uh, on this podcast before. <laughs> My movie that I could watch over and over again, I have watched over and over again. Yep. I will continue to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2000 football comedy starring Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman, The Replacements. It's my favorite movie. Oh. Uh, I don't, I can watch it. It's just as good every time I see it. I, I love it. Love it so much. I just watched it again today. I had a great time watching it again today. <laughs> um, I think it has, along with Vox Lux, the school shooting scene... <laughs> This is the darkest opening for a movie ever. Whoa, okay. So the opening of the movie is... So, so okay, so Keanu Reeves, let's set this up a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's this based on the uh, actual 1987 professional football player strike, where all the players oh. went on strike towards, like, the end of the season. I think it was something over contracts, whatever it was. So this movie's, like, a ba- you know, it's not a real story, but it's based on that football strike. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Uh, so so oh, they got to bring all these replacement players coming in, because there's, like, four games left in the season... They have to finish, they're, but the end, the league wants to finish the season, but all the players are striking. So now they're bringing, this happened in real life, they they had replacement players come in. It's it's hard for me to follow sports, so can you, I feel bad. I, I no, do have this thing it, yeah. where when sports are discussed, I do tend to check out, and I did, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I checked out. Can you explain one more time? <laughs> sure. There was a, there was, so there was, so the players are on strike. This okay. happened in 1987. 1987. With, uh, I think like a few weeks left in the season. Okay. Something happened with contracts, and all the players decided they we're going on strike they're not going to finish the season wow that is pretty crazy so yeah so instead of just like shutting down the nfl said well we're just going to bring in replace so they brought in like all these guys who like used to be college football players stuff like That's that wild. yeah uh, to finish the season wow. so this what this so this movie is like based on that okay. that would happen uh, so in the movie uh, uh the washington football team owner Mm-hmm. Who is played by that guy Warren? What did we say that guy's name was? Oh, uh, Todd Warren, whatever that old man. Uh, I'll look it up. Go, keep yeah, because he, he's in your movie. That's yes. going to be our linking. Uh, yeah, it's going to be our linking connections to say that guy's in the movie. But he's the owner, and he uh, so he brings on a you know Jack Warden. Jack Warden. Jack Warden's playing the owner of the Washington Football Team. He hires Gene Hackman playing disgraced coach. Jimmy McGinty. Wow. Uh, not real people, but, you know, he plays, you know. Accurate name, though, for a coach. Yeah, Sounds... great, great coach name. Yeah. Coach McGinty. Jimmy McGinty. He's a guy who, in the movie, he's, like, flamed out, but now he's being brought back to coach. And he's only going to do it if he gets full control over his team. He wants to, you know, he wants to recruit his own guys. He's got, a, he's had his eyes on, on guys these last few years, guys who didn't make it in the league, but they played in the past. And the number one, who's the number one guy he's looking for? Quarterback of Ohio State. 
footsteps Shane footsteps Falco, uh, who who famously flamed out in the 1996 Sugar Bowl when he got his ass kicked and his team oh. lost by 50. Now, so now he's working on a boat. So now, oh. so he's he's his playing career is done, mm. uh, and now he just he works on a boat. He, scra- he scrapes plankton off the bottom of the boat. So the opening scene is. Um, He's like underwater and he's like scraping plankton. plankton. Then he sees like a, a glistening uh, uh, trophy down at the bottom of the water. Oh, wow. So he swims down to it and it's his old uh, college All-American trophy. Shane, when he was a college All-American quarterback and he picks the football up and he starts like acting out like he's playing football and he like throws it and he's like celebrating. I'm like this oh, is the darkest yeah. opening to a movie ever. I just was like hugging myself tighter. <laughs> yeah, you were, yeah. You were cringe. Yeah, it's that. Uh, it's the school shooting scene from Vox Lux and, yeah. and Shane Falco reliving his glory days underwater yeah. while he works his, while he works his plankton scrubbing job. Oh man. Um, so he comes up from the water. You can and, only get up for here from Shane. For Shane. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so that's the opening of the movie. We go from there. Um, uh, so Jim McGinty, you know, he he comes onto the deck, and and Gene Hackman's now on the boat because he's he's recruiting him, right? And he's like, and Gene Hackman's like, you look like a you look like a, a fish that I caught the other day. He flopped right on the deck, <laughs> and Gene ha- and uh, so you know, Keanu's like, you know, he's like, you know who I am? Keanu Reeves like, yeah, you're Jim McGinty, former uh, old Dallas coach. <laughs> he's like, yeah, well, you know, this tells him about the replacement players, this and that, blah blah blah. He's like, I want you to play. Kind of was like, no, I'm retired. I don't play. So uh, here's a great line. Uh, Gene Hackman goes, you know what separates uh, losers from the winners? And Keanu Reeves just goes, the score. Oh, and he God. goes, and Gene Hackman goes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Justin. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So long story short, Keanu, he gets he gets Keanu. He gets Shane Falco. Shane's in. Um we uh so so and also not only are in the movie uh, not only are the players striking the the cheerleaders are also striking. Oh my god! So now we have a whole now the replacement cheerleaders. We we see uh, they just scour strip clubs and yeah. Yes, did I call it? You absolutely called That's it. Exciting. Okay. Because um, she's doing so. Annabelle, who's the lead cheerleader, and uh, as we will get to, Shane Falco's love interest. Nice. One of my favorite behind Rocky and Adrian from Rocky. I think it's Shane Falco and Annabelle for me is my favorite romantic. Love, my favorite love stories in in film okay um so she's doing this she's got the auditions and the girls are well caitlin let's just say the girls that she's auditioning they're not doing so good they're not you not, know they're not they're, not they're not sexy they're not they, they can't dance they're not sexy they're until, rejects yeah until these two blondes come in and and annabelle's like wow so you guys were in cats Stop. that's that's amazing and then the girl's like oh no uh pussycats we we're in down the down the street pussycats you know and annabelle goes well, I've seen enough. You guys are in. She's like, hey, and if, and if you guys have any friends down at the club, send them over. So now all the pussycats of the strip club in D.C. are coming to uh, 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 dance uh, for the Washington Sentinels now. They're the new Heroes. cheerleaders. Stepping in. I, I, you know, I hate to say, I do think all of the women in the replacements, it's the hottest performance in the history of film. It's, yes. all of, it's all of the cheerleaders in the replacements and Marissa Tomei and the wrestler, I think, are the hottest women Chase ever. Little, I love your taste. The That's hottest, hilarious. The hottest women ever in the history of movies. Marissa uh, Tomei and the wrestler? She, yeah. <laughs> Okay. She, looks, she looks great. I um, love the, okay. All right. So uh, uh, John Favreau's in this. He plays uh, who's a former you know college football player turned cop. Also in Rudy. Oh, he's in Rudy. He is in Rudy. That's yeah. where him and Vince Vaughn met. 
Oh, wow, look at Interesting. this. That's where they became friends, yeah. Good to know. Yeah, John Favreau, Vince Vaughn. What a friendship. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so he plays Danny Bateman. I think this is John Favreau's best role. He plays like this like like hothead, crazy, crazy guy football player. He's very funny in it. Okay. Um, Orlando Jones, as we all we all love Orlando Jones. I mm-hmm. love Orlando Jones. He yeah. plays Clifford Franklin. He's electric in this movie. So funny. Another person who should come back. Like yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. Out. I think he's like a he's a he's a big Twitter personality, or at least he was okay. at one point. So you know, but but yeah, no, he needs to be in more stuff. I, mm-hmm. I love Orlando yeah. Jones. Um, let's see, uh, Roy from The Office, who's actually in this, oh, not God. in, not in Sons of Anarchy. No, in confirmed. previous episodes confirmed that was not him, uh, in Sons of Anarchy from whatever, two episodes but ago. But he is in the replacements. Like, but he is in the replacements. He plays deaf tight end Brian Murphy. And as Jim McGinty tells us, hey, if, if Brian Murphy hadn't been deaf, he would have gone first round in the NFL draft five years ago. But now Brian Murphy's getting his chance. Ableist. Able, yeah, no, hey, the NFL, <laughs> hey, it's a tough league. <laughs> you know, this movie, this came out, this came out in 2000, so this is, this movie uses a lot of, like, racist jokes as bonding. Like, they're wow, all, like, yeah. like, 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 the black guys are making fun of the Japanese guys, mm. and then the Japanese guys are making fun of the, the, the Welsh guy, the Scottish guy, and they're all coming together because South of Park it. style. South, South Park style, and they're all becoming, but, uh, really what brings the team together it's the first game. It's a mess, Caitlin. Oh. It's, it's, they're getting killed. They're, they're, they're getting penalties. They can't even get a playoff. This is crazy. They can't even get a playoff until Ugh. Brian Murphy, deaf tight end Brian Murphy, played by Roy from The Office, uh, he, he looks at Shane Falco and does like a, like hits his chest oh. and like, and then, and Keanu, Shane Falco goes, okay, 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 okay. On three, let's move left. And then they all huddle and then John Madden and Pat Summerall, you know, Hall of Fame football, uh, old guys uh they're the commentators they really tied the movie together in my part and they're like what they're like i've never seen anything like this and then it cuts to gene hackman he's like hey hey, well think of it this way it's the first thing we've done as a team oh my god and now the team is here uh they, they try to come back in the first movie in the first game they lose at the end but now they're a team though right game after the game they're out at the bar they're all down <sighs> who comes in it's all the old the pro football players who are striking the Ooh. washington pro got played you know spearheaded by uh brett collins who i think this is one of the best vil- movie villains ever eddie martell the pretty boy quarterback Ooh. who is a real real prick he's a real it you know like yeah, he's a real prick yeah uh so he comes in and he starts making fun of uh, the deaf guy, Brian uh, Brian Murphy. Yeah. Easy target, come on. Easy target. So then Brian Murphy comes up to Keanu Reeves and he hands him a note. And Keanu's like, <laughs> and Martell's like, what did he say? And he's like, you know, you know, the best part about being deaf is that it makes it easy to ignore the assholes. And he goes, and he points to the guy and he's like, you. And then he makes like a little asshole symbol. He's like, asshole. And the guy, and Martell's like, <laughs> that's funny. And he Punches Shane Falco in the face. Ooh, bar fight. You bar fight. Iconic bar fight happens. Uh, then they all go to jail. All the replacement <laughs> players get put in jail, uh, and they're all like, "What are we the only ones in here for?" And it's like, "Well, we're not million. We're not million dollar quarterbacks. So we're we're the ones that get thrown in jail." Little Bullshit. little 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 class talk. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, they get bail. They they do another team coming together scene. Uh, they all they all sing and dance to "I Will Survive" uh, by Aretha Franklin. They all do this like sing dance scene. Oh, I think this scene does what Almost Famous couldn't when they all sing on the bus. Bold take because that movie makes me dislike everyone on that bus, yeah. and I don't think they're coming together. This movie makes me like everyone. I do think they're coming together. Okay, that's my take on it. Bold um, take, hot take. So then, Coach Jimmy McGinty he comes in, he bails them all out, yeah. and he's like, "And for the record." 
I would love to have been there to see Martel get his ass kicked. Oh, my God. And then they're all like, woo-woo, hollering. So now the team's here. They're ready to go. Riff Raff fired now, up. Yeah, so they have three games left, and they have to win them all uh, to uh, make the playoffs. The second game comes. This is maybe my favorite d- detail about this movie, is the cheerleaders help them get into the playoffs for being so hot. Wow. Because they do a, like, they do their, like, pussycats, like, striptease dance routine and it distracts it's distracting the other players it, di- it distracts the ref even yeah. the ref is looking because these girls are so hot everyone loves pussy everyone <laughs> loves ass and pussy yeah especially when it's they're on the cheerleaders of the washington sentinels right um so yeah so if, if they wouldn't make the playoffs it wasn't for these girls so i think it's a great feminist I think, triumph i think it is a feminist triumph yes. I, yeah love it yes. um they, they so they win the they win the last two game the next two games they got one game left it's against Dallas, who all, right before the game, the whole team crosses the picket line. So now they're not going up against replacement players. They're going to go up against the Dallas football team, who were the champions, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's the high stakes. Yeah. Eddie Martell, just to be a dick, crosses the line. They're the quarterback. So he crosses the line. So now Keanu's out. Oh, man. Because now it's just like, you know, it's it's a heartbreaking scene. Yeah, where like, I don't even, you're describing this and I got Heartbreaking I got scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. I, I'm upset thinking about it. <laughs> um, you know, Jimmy McGinty tells Shane it's over. Uh, you know, so now, and Shane's supposed to, you know, this he's supposed to go on a date with Annabelle at this point. Oh, my God. This is like, yeah, so, he's, so Annabelle, who, whose family owns a bar and she works out there. So she closes the bar early because she's getting ready for a date. He's going to come, like, and they're going to come have, like, a romantic night at the bar together. And he just, he's too heartbroken and he doesn't show up. He's selfishly, lo- like self, <laughs> self-loathing, <laughs> selfish breaks, asshole. Breaks Annabelle's heart, doesn't God. show up. Ghosts her. Does he call her? Does he? Well, we'll get to what okay, happens. Okay, sorry. We'll, yeah, we'll okay. get, we'll get to what happens. So she, no, he does, he, the, uh, he doesn't call her. He just doesn't, just leaves her. Sorry. That's, I'm, my, I'm, my hands are moving some two into it. I'm hitting our mics. <laughs> um, so. You know, so the game with Dallas starts. It's a disaster. Eddie Martell is like losing on purpose. He stinks. Um, so right before, oh yeah. So when when Jimmy McGinty tells Shane Falco he's out, it counters like, well, Martell's the best in the world, so that's good for team. And and Jimmy McGinty goes, no, he's not like you. He doesn't have heart. Oh, okay. So as they're getting their asses kicked by Dallas, they're going into halftime. The sideline reporter's like, Coach, Coach McGinty, Coach McGinty, what was it going to take to get back into this game? And then he goes, heart. And she's like, heart? And he just goes, miles and miles of heart. And Shane Falco's watching this on his boat. Oh. So the sideline reporter's like, well, you heard it here. You heard it, folks. In one word, it's going to take heart. Shane Falco turns the TV off. Bat signal for him. Yeah, turn TV goes off. We cut to the locker room at halftime. Martell's yelling at the team. He's yelling at Jimmy McGinty. McGinty's yelling at Martell. Martell goes, no one can beat Dallas with these losers. I can. Oh, stop. Turn, who's there? Falco's there. Wow. He's like, uh, yeah. And Martell goes, oh, good. Nice of you to show up, Shane. Now get the hell out of my locker room, screams at him. Oh. And then uh, uh, Jimmy McGinty goes to Falco, what took you so long? Oh, my God. Shane goes, traffic. Stop. And now, and then the crowd, they're all hooting and hollering. I think it's Orlando Jones goes, can someone get this asshole out of here? And then, like, the offensive linemen take Eddie Martell and they throw him out. The team's fired up. Yeah. Here's the scene. So now, all right, so now the team's running back out in the second half. I legitimately get goosebumps at this scene. Aw. Legitimately get goosebumps because Shane Falco runs onto the field and the crowd, he's a fan favorite at this point, and the crowd goes crazy for Shane Falco. Yes. He's back. 
the Washington Sentinels are going to do it. They're going to play for the playoffs in the second half here. What does he do? He runs right over to Annabelle. Jogs right oh over to Annabelle, God. the head cheerleader. And she's like, um, all right, so Dallas is playing zone. I think he could. And then he just kisses her. And then John Madden and Pat Summerall are like, I think he's necking with that cheerleader. He's what? <laughs> necking. <laughs> necking? Yeah. Okay. I think he's, well, he's too old, man. I guess. But don't they know what kissing is? I mean, my God. <laughs> necking. I think what is this, 1951? For, for them, it is. I for, guess for so. them, For those guys, it absolutely is. Oh I think he's God. necking with that girl. I think he's necking with that stripper. <laughs> he's necking with the whore. Sorry. So he kisses her, and then, and then he so he, they, they kiss, and then he runs out, and she just goes, "Kick ass, Falco!" Oh, <laughs> um, so the game goes on. They they come back. They get to the last play. Um, Reese Ifans, who's like that blonde, like Scottish guy yeah. character actor, he's great. He play he plays like the kicker in this. Who's like he's all he's all tied up in the mob. He was like a former soccer player. He's all tied up in the mob. He owes them money. Mm. Uh, so they're like they're basically like yeah, you have to blow the kick to get us Aww. our money back. So he's like he's about to kick the game winning field field goal, and Shane Falco, Keanu Reeves is holding it for him. He looks back and he sees Nigel Gruff, the kicker, is crying, and he's like he's like Nigel, you all right? He's like, I bloody pissed it all away, Shane. So he like, snaps the ball. Shane Falco grabs it. He runs. He runs 25 yards. He breaks the tackle. He dives the end zone. Touchdown. They win. Yay. Wait a minute. There's a flag on the field. There's a holding. It gets called back. I hate sports. Now they- <laughs> so, so it's a holding. Touchdown doesn't count. They have one more, they have one more chance at it. Okay. What are they going to do? They drop a play for deaf tight end Brian Murphy, who oh. would have gone pro again. Right. Said Shane's like, who wants the ball? And he, he like claps. He's like, yeah, you want the ball, Brian. Um, <laughs> so he's like, so he's giving a speech. And this is what he says. He goes, he's like, he's like, you know what? I wish I would, I could come up with something to say that's, you know, real classy. And, uh, but that's just not our style. And he goes, pain heals, chicks dig scars, what? glory Last forever. Stop. <laughs> what? Pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. They call the play. He throws it. Uh, Brian Murphy catches it, scores a touchdown. Washington, for the first time in seven years, goes to the playoffs. Big celebration. And uh, they all dance to um, I Will Survive in the end zone. Chicks dig scars? What? Pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. I am so stuck on that. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> That's just what he said to, to get the team fired up. And then they end the movie with a dance? And they're all well, they're all celebrating their touchdown and they all oh, and they all okay. like do the same dance they were doing in the in the jail when they were all in jail together. Ooh, Great. That was... What a movie. Wow. Great movie. I own it on Blu-ray and Damn. I own it on VHS. I still have my old VHS copy. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love it. I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it again before bed tonight. I love it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so that's it. Chicks dig scars. I mean, wow. This That was an excellent, excellent... Uh, does, the, well, does, does that ring, ring true? Chicks dig scars. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. No. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? What? You didn't even... You couldn't even call Annabelle because you were so sad. <laughs> you even, what are you talking about? Chicks dig scars. Also, like... Yeah, you wow. couldn't even call Annabelle. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, yeah, my, my I, I think I said that, like, sports is, like, the only, one of the only arenas where, like, heterosexual men are allowed to have all their emotions. Encouraged to have their emotions. Yeah. yeah so, like, yeah, yeah, you're only allowed to, you know, cry and get upset. Like, like yeah. yeah, where it's, you know, get stoicism is. And, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, you you're, you don't have to just be stoic. So, yes, it's just so, I, I, I uh, and then you went through all those emotions in your recap, so I really appreciate that. That was. It really brings you. Runs the whole gamut, the replacements. Yeah. It's interesting how Keanu Reeves is always cast as an athlete. Because um, also in Point Break, he plays like this ex-football um, player, like Johnny. Oh, wow. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Utah. Johnny right? Utah, or, yeah. Is that him? Yeah, okay. I just, I just don't see him as an athlete. It's so funny. I just, I don't see him. As, but I mean, he, when he plays one, you're like, okay, I, I believe it. But I would not see him typecast as an athlete. It's no, like, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, you would think he'd be like surfer bro, like more yeah. like kind of like low key. Like, or, I guess because I feel like I also associate him with his band Dog Star. That was like such a thing when Wow, I don't know this. That was like he was like one of the celebrities like in the nineties who like also had a band and it was like That's amazing. A bad band. It was called like Dog Star and I think he was like kinda made fun of for it. And I yeah, so I just always see him as this kind of like alternative movie star and then he's like this jock in these movies and I was like, What? But um Yeah, well he pulls it off. He plays a great quarterback. Yeah. Um it's weird yeah, and it's weird his career where, you know, he was how his career went from like he was like a joke to now he's like the most revered like yeah. Hollywood person. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess he was kind of like a joke. Oh, he was a total <sighs> punchline. Yeah, he was a total I mean but and the Matrix was always good, but he was like a total punchline for years. I Just that like so. he sucked at acting and like Yeah. But now he's like the king of Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, you like can't say I've had I think the John Wick movies too like blew him up again. People love the John People Wick movies. Love yeah. John Wick. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I thought it was all right. I mean, whatever. I walked out of the third one. <laughs> I walked out. Yeah, I, I saw did, the first yeah. one and I was like, "That's fine." Yeah, we watched it. It was yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But it was too much. Too much like gun. Like I like in an action movie. I, action movies are better when it's like fight choreography and like mm. dudes are like just like fist fighting. When it's like all just like guns, it's just like who yeah. cares. That's my take on action movies. It's, why, it's part of why like, I really love The Rocks, because a lot of The Rocks stuff is him just like basically doing pro wrestling. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really like 90s. I don't know, just because that's when I grew up watching action movies, like with my brother and stuff. But I feel like 90s, like like Face Off is such a good action movie. Yeah. And like before everything got very CGI'd. When the, yeah, you're right. Like a choreographed, like... Yeah, it was really um, all about like choreography and like yeah. sets and stuff. Yeah, like where it's not just, you know... John, John Wick is all just guns, 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 guns. Which, yeah. you know, whatever is, you know... It's room for it but hmm. it's just not my and it's not my taste it's just not my taste yeah. when it comes to action well wow what a great movie pick that you could watch over and over again justin the replacement i hope i sold everyone on you it you sold that i hope movie. i sold oh everyone on it. i hope i sold everyone on totally it. yeah i probably I, went a little long apologies no you did it not yeah. long enough that was excellent oh thank yeah. you well God. thank you memorable i feel like i don't have yeah my movie i don't have as much passion behind it as you but because uh, i feel like I feel like with movies that I really, really like, I can't watch them over and over again because I am too emotionally attached to them. Mm, wow, okay, Like, I can't, yeah, like, there are movies that I, uh, yeah, so I feel like this movie, it's Shampoo, my pick is Shampoo, because I'm not that emotionally attached to it, I just kind of like to, I just enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um, it's, like, aesthetically, it's, like, always something I want to escape into, it's, like, aesthetically, you, like, yeah, yeah. You have an appreciation for aesthetics and, 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 and how so. things look. I kind of yeah. care yeah. more about, yeah, looks and, yeah. and, and the world that 
that I'm watching more than the content generally. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. So yeah, aesthetically, it's like I, I, you know, much like Shane Falco for Annabelle, I fall, I fall head over heels for story. So <laughs> yeah, you like, yeah, you like a narrative. And you if like, it's you know a, a sports comedy that I grew up watching a million times, pretty like, solid. Sorry, it's, pretty solid. What I'm gonna watch. Yeah, yeah. But I, sorry, I just that's care. my last interruption. No, okay, I so you're getting a shampoo. Time. I don't really have. Yeah, so shampoo. It's it was made in 1975, um, but it was it's the it's the it's based on uh, like kind of like one night I guess in LA the eve of, of Nixon's election in 1968. So it was made in 1975, but it portrays 1968 okay. um, Los Angeles Hollywood, and um, it stars Warren Beatty. Um, he plays this like uh, uh, hairdresser who's kind of like. Making, oh wow, he's a hairdresser. Yes, he's a hairdresser. Wow. He's a hairdresser Lothario. So he plays this kind of like updated version of a Don Juan. And so mm. he's he's he does all the heads. That's what he calls them. He's got all the heads in town, like all the like kind of rich women. Wow, yeah. All the women want him to do his hair because it, I guess he kinda like um he's based on this actual real character. Um this like real, real hairdresser, like real yeah. like hairdresser in LA. Wow. Yeah, let me um interesting. Really interesting guy. Hold on, I wrote it down here. Oh, ransom murders. He's based on, um, yeah, Jay Sebring, who was this um, a, a hairdresser kind of like uh, ladies man, and and he did Sharon Tate, um, who was killed, wow, and yeah. he unfortunately because you know he dated Sharon Tate, but he was also like friends with Sharon Tate after they were dating, and he died in the Manson murders the night. Jesus, of, yeah, really, Whoa. really, really, really he was dark. One of the people that died in those, yeah, really, That's really crazy. dark, wow. really, really dark. But anyway, so it's based on him, and he was like this kind of like good looking hairdresser and um the reason why he became so popular this actual guy jay sebring and they bring it into the movie is that he had these portable he had portable hair dryers before they became ubiquitous and everybody had them wow so he had like this hair drying technology to make women's hair look a certain way and, and he could just anywhere he would show up on the go yeah he, and so he someone at the red carpet jay's here i guess with, with so. his portable hair dryer. i guess so so that's kind of thing is like so Warren Beatty, his the struggle. So he looks the look of Warren. The whole yeah, the whole thing with shampoo to me is the look. Everything is beautiful in the movie. The cars they drive are these beautiful little convertibles. The the women in the movie are like just insanely beautiful. It's like so it's 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 made in the seventies. So it's got a little bit of seventies, but it's based in late sixties. So everybody mm-hmm. just looks like like Twiggy and like almost like uh, like West Coast Edie Sedgwick. So you know what I mean? Like yeah, everybody's okay. wearing everybody's wearing like pastels and silvers and fake eyelashes and their hair is done. <laughs> and it's just like oh it's so dreamy. And it's Goldie <laughs> Hawn. I think it's like one of Goldie Hawn's first movies. Oh, and wow. she's just like she's just all legs, you know, she's wearing like mini dresses <laughs> and she's just so beautiful and she's really 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 good in the movie. So I think that's why it's just like beautiful LA, beautiful people, beautiful cars, and mainly I watch it because the party scene at the end, it kind of all leads up to this like party at the end and it's just like the most ideal party like cuz it's at this like sprawling mansion in LA and like there's just like, you know, there's one room in the party where people are like it's like this kind of psychedelic dance party Ooh. and then there's like the pool is happening and so it's like I I don't think I ever really need to go to a party again in my life, but when I kind of just want to like, I just like watch this movie when like I want to go to a party because it just has like such a great party scene. Well, at the well end. I mean that party sounds fun. Oh, I mean that so, sounds like yeah, I'm into like, a psychedelic dance. Yeah, pool there's a party. dance yeah, part. Fun. People are dancing in one room. Yeah. People are in the pool. There are people are on the grotto. And- Do you think you would be? Would you be in the pool or would you be in the psychedelic dance room? Probably dancing at this stage. Yeah, yeah probably yeah, dancing, okay, and then yeah. maybe later I would. You know, I guess both. I guess down, you're, I guess but- you're hitting both. I guess you're hitting both. Yeah, yeah. My my gut is like I'd be by the pool, but I could get into the psychedelic dance. Uh, yeah, pool. if there's a dance party, I'm gonna probably probably get my. 
get my groove on. Yeah. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's like one of those ideal, yeah, like such a great ideal party scene at the end. Um, yeah, and it's just I also Warren Beatty. I always had a crush on him ever since I was little. I had totally had a crush on Warren Beatty. He's and, he, and he's also an, oh, so it's like it's almost like he's playing himself. Like honestly, I don't even know the character's name that he plays because I just feel like it's Warren Beatty because <laughs> he's just playing a guy that likes to fuck women. And that was totally Warren Beatty's thing. Like he loved women. He tried to yeah. fuck them all. I think he even says he just wanted to like taste every, like he's just wow. one of those. Like yeah. he just had sex with everybody. Yeah. And um, that's what this character does. He just he he's always does their hair and then has yeah, sex with he, them. He's always like frustrated in the movie because he's trying to get his own hair salon off the ground. But so he's always <laughs> oh, wow. like, he's he's trying to get his own hair salon. So that's a frustration. But he just yeah. cannot stop fucking women. That's another frustration. It's like all these women want to fuck him, and he just cannot stop. <laughs> and so he's always just like stressed out. In like I showed you what he looked like. He looks like he's like a a, a yeah, more the, quaffed member of the Eagles. You know, yeah, it's the like, hair he has is going is crazy. It's yeah. just like a, a square on his head. It's it's not a mullet. I don't even know how to describe it. It's no, like, it's, it's a it's it's helmet. It's yeah. very very much just like a hair helmet. Yeah, it's almost like John. I mean, I always talk about John and Kate. It's almost like Kate Gosling, but a seventies man has that hair and, and, and brunette, <laughs> and he's always wearing like lots of denim, and then he has like this horrible turquoise jewelry on at all times. So he's always just stressed out because he just can't stop fucking. Yeah, he's always he's... like shoving a hair dryer down his pants and like riding his <laughs> motorcycle to go fuck a woman. I just find it like so fucking funny <laughs> and yeah like the best line is when like gold so he's like dating goldie hawn but he's and he's in love with like his ex-girlfriend who's his actual ex-girlfriend like actress julie christie who's like so amazing at one point she's wearing these lavender pants and i cannot stop looking at her ass in lavender like i'm not gay <laughs> i'm not a lesbian but like women are like i think that's one of the great things about this movie is it like really celebrate like oh, here i am celebrates the feminine yeah, body it really celebrate yeah. like it's like this movie about sex with women that like makes women want to have like it's fun it makes sex yeah, seem okay. really fun and like everybody in it is so beautiful like her butt in these lavender pants i'm just like oh my god her i can't stop looking at her butt like she just looks so amazing and um just Warren Beatty is so flustered and he's because he's always just riding his motorcycle with a blow dryer down his pants over to fuck someone he's yeah. like I, she's well, I yeah. gotta go fuck her she's calling me he's and, all revved up yeah he's yeah. revved up and so at the end of the movie like Goldie Hawn's character he's kind of like dating Goldie Hawn but he's you know involved with everybody else and she kind of confronts him and she's like how many have you how many women have you had sex with while we were dating how many and, and he's just like all right let's face it i fucked them all <laughs> i just love it i love it um yeah I, I just love watching it it's such a great escape and uh yeah i guess i mean there's some like uh i guess like there's like a little bit of like counterculture like like meets um you know like conservative old guard like the whole nixon versus like this kind of counterculture party scene okay. and the guy that was in so this actor is in both of the movies that we picked um, yeah jack warden jack warden yeah he plays lester this kind of like older um he, he plays this like uh jack warden who seems like a guy who was forever old Seems yeah. like he was a guy yeah. who was old for seventy years. Yeah, like, he has yeah. like dyed red hair in this movie, wow, and okay. uh, and and he he has like he plays this like he's supporting Nixon, but his wife is fucking Warren Beatty, and she's trying to get um, him to invest in Warren Beatty's salon. So there's all that going on, and at the end they take him to the to the swing to the swing party, and he like just goes crazy and has like the time of his life. But then he I don't want to give it away, okay, but um, yeah. it all comes together at that party, and yeah, I don't know, I just I love it, and I don't really have a lot of emotional attachment to it, like it's just a movie I can put on and like, just like watch it, you know, and it's yeah. funny and beautiful. And there is like a, I, I heard, um, 
I was listening to Brad Easton podcast. I, I talk about breast, a big fan of his podcast. And he was talking about shampoo. And he said that, like, he always gets emotional when, because at one point, um, Warren Beatty's character is on it. He's, like, kind of begging his ex-girlfriend to come back to him. And whatever, she doesn't. And and he said, like, he got emotional. He gets emotional when that happens. I just don't feel anything for these people. Wow, I don't know okay, why. Like, yeah. I have no emotional connection to them. But, yeah, it's so interesting. I don't know. Anyway. No, um, uh, you know, you, yeah, it is it is what you just like, you know. I just like just looking like, at it. Looking at the, it's, the, whose ass in Lavender's pants? Julie Christie's ass in Lavender Julie pants okay. is just perfect. It's crazy. <laughs> and their hair is just like the 60s. You know, everything is like pastel and silver. Ugh, so great. And these like red convertibles in Los Angeles. This looks so beautiful. It's pretty dreamy. And it's really funny. Like, Warren Beatty has this, like, Lothario in an Eagles. like Out-of-control like, fuck machine. Out-of-control fuck machine with, like, a, a hair dryer down his pants. It's just so <laughs> funny to me. And he's just, like, always fly. And he's really tall. Like, he's he's a tall actor. He's not one of the tiny actors. He's like So he's wearing, like, these, like, tight jean bell-bottoms all the time. Wow, okay. It's great. I don't know. I really, yeah. I don't know. I, I appreciate it. I'm going to have to see Shampoo. Yeah, we should uh, watch yeah, it. I think, I think you yeah. would like it. Because it is, um, let's see. Did I miss anything else? Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's all. I just, yeah, I could watch it. I, I feel like I watch it like once a year, and um, it's great visually. It's just such like a perfect escape movie for me. But I, yeah, I, 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 I respect it. Love yeah, it. respect it. I don't have as much. Yeah, like there's movies that I've watched. Like there are times in my life where I watch a movie over and over again, and I can't really go back to those movies. You know, like I used to watch True Romance like every fucking day in my 20s. I can't watch that movie anymore. You know what I mean? Or like Moulin Rouge for a while. I know that's dark, and I'll admit it. Yes, there was a time in my life where I watched Moulin Rouge like a lot. Well, you know, gitchy, gitchy, yaya, data. Exactly. Embarrassing. And I I can't. I can't watch it anymore. So there's there's the... But this is like consistently I can watch this movie. Yeah, okay. But it's not my favorite movie. Like I think my... I I don't know. I think if I had to have a favorite movie have to be scream scream mm. one because that's yeah, like interesting okay that was like the best movie memory like i yeah anyway just yeah. loved it and yeah but um yeah shampoo i can watch it over and over again love it great. Uh, Such love a good that escape. pick yeah thank you yeah. yeah great movie um the director is hal ashby i don't know much about him um i guess harold and maude he was like a 70s director but i, I don't really did you ever see harold and maude no it's weird i mean i don't know it was like very yeah, it's a weird movie. I don't. I, I, people were are like. There's people who like identify as like Harold and Maude. Like that. Like they love it. It's about like this like young guy who's like suicidal, falling in love with um this older woman, and, and then she, but she's but she's also like I don't know. It's a weird movie. Wow, I, okay. I just never really yeah. people. I've I've known people who've been obsessed with Made it. Into it. Okay. It's, it's, I thought it was. It's fine. I don't. I don't really have a any feeling about it. I, I've never never <laughs> seen I've like heard, you know, I, I know Harold and Maude, but yeah. I, I, just as a phrase, I know it. But yeah, yeah I've, I've never seen it. I had no idea what it was about. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not like a huge fan of it, but I do love shampoo. It's it's excellent. And the music is, uh, original music uh, is, um, there's a lot of Beach Boys in it, which is kind of weird. Like, mm. the movie starts and ends, I think, with Wouldn't It Be Nice. Like the movie shampoo? Opens. Yeah, they're like okay. fucking to Wouldn't It Be Nice. Wow. Um, but then there's also a lot of original Paul Simon music, which is kind of interesting. Oh, in wow. Yeah, um, like he wrote specifically for the movie? Yeah, kind of cool. like graduate style, which is which is interesting. Wow. But, yeah, we love it. Beautiful movie. There it is. The yeah. Replacements and Shampoo. A couple <laughs> movies that we could watch over and over Over again. and over. And we will. Um, a movie that we will not watch over and over, but we did watch. Yeah. Our Saturday morning movie. We like to get up on Saturday mornings and just whatever's on the movie channel, we, we, we put ourselves through and we watch it. And this, this weekend, it was The Nanny Diaries. It was, it was slim pickings on someone. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, I... 
So we, we just went Nanny Diaries starring Scarlett Johansson. 2007, Scarlett Johansson. Um, all-star cast this movie. It was Scarlett Johansson. It was an all-star cast, Laura right? Linney, Paul Giamatti, Chris Evans, and Alicia Keys. Yeah, that is a star-studded cast. Star-studded cast. And also, yeah. I was like, this was in 2007, and it was one year after The Devil Wears Product came out. So mm. I feel like... It was this weird time during the early 2000s where it was like these these popular movies about these like kind of young white women working these like uh, front of like entry level jobs and being stressed out about it. And it was like, like, a, and like high New York society. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like some cultural phenomenon. It's like what? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you I know? guess you know. I guess that's coming off of Sex in the City, like the success of Sex in the City, because that a good was point. you know yeah. Sex in the City was probably a few years before this. Yeah, high, peak, yeah. peak Sex in the City time, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, still going strong. So yeah, it was like this trend of like yeah, watching these like young, young white women, you know, entering high powered <laughs> yeah. New York society and really yeah. taking it on the chin, you know. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't want to like this movie, and I don't. <clears throat> really think it's a good movie but like like but there were some good there's part of me there is part of me it's like i love the nanny diaries Stop there's it. part of me it's like i i don't know if it's because we watched it and then i immediately went and worked a 15 hour shift <laughs> and i was just like thinking about it i was like you know i love the nanny diaries oh my god but uh you know it wasn't it, it wasn't terrible that you know it, it wasn't terrible it was i would say it was terrible but i mean paul giamatti as the Rich, it was excellent. rich scumbag dad character. He was excellent. He was great. I thought Laura Lenny was great she as that great. woman. Yeah. As, as far as them dealing with portraying rich people, they they rich assholes. They, yeah, like they, they nailed it. Sociopathic rich people. Yeah, yeah Paul Giamatti yeah. played it so well. Like because yeah. this movie is kind of like uh cute, like family oriented. I would say a little bit. Like it's it's. It, there's no sex in it. There's no sex in it. And yeah, it's, you yeah, know what okay, I mean. It's definitely it's, yeah, and it's, yeah. and it's and it's about raising. In the end, it's all about like raising your kids and like paying it. So it is a family oriented movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. but he has no his 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 portrayal of this dad is like very cold. Like you don't sympathize with him at all. No, he no. is an awful. You know, he does a, a really bad, good job. Yeah, really, like the shittiest guy. Yeah, yeah just he, like yeah, he does a really good job of portraying this kind of like heartless, cold, rich asshole yeah and and laura yeah. linney does a good job of but she's a, she has but she gets to like have some kind of humor in her character but she does a good job of playing like a narcissistic rich cunt so just completely <laughs> yeah, just completely ignoring everything from her, her husband you know what i mean like, like just, just taking yeah. out all of her frustrations on on the people she hires yeah on, like, her she hires. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, Scar- Scarlett Johansson is supposed to be from Jersey, kind of like moving into the city to, and then she like happens to She's a young get, graduate. Yeah. A young graduate. Anthropology student, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's really what know. I think it was, yeah. And she's, so, but but it's so funny when these movies decide that they're going to, it's just so funny when they're like, okay, and Scarlett Johansson, she's going to be from Jersey. There's nothing Jersey about her at all. Not at all. No, Not no. There was like, God, there, wasn't there one scene where they had her like, it was like a recording that they had her read. Like it was like a voiceover type thing, and she had had a Jersey accent, and that was the only scene. They always do this, yeah. Yeah, and that was like the only. Like it was almost like that was like the first thing they recorded, and then they told her like, "All right, drop the." There's one point where yeah. she she addresses her mother as Ma, and that's it. That was the only like, oh, that's oh, a little Jersey, yeah. but yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing. She is still talking like an apathetic girl who was raised in new york because that's what she is you know she's like yeah. yeah so i'm from new jersey and then i got this job as a nanny like it's it's <laughs> yeah. crazy like there's nothing yeah. jersey about her um 
And then her friendship with Alicia Keys in this movie is Wild. so insane. Yeah. They dr- so they drive from Jersey into the city in a large Oldsmobile convertible. It looks like, yeah. like what the fuck yeah. is this car? It's yeah. like it's like a, it's like the car that like my grandmother got before when she knew she was dying. Like when she was like, "Fuck it, I'm getting a convertible." <laughs> you know, it's just this like gigantic, long ass like Pontiac convertible, yeah, yeah. and they're driving into the city. And Alicia Keys is driving. Why racist? I'm just saying. I'm kidding. But like, so they made Alicia Keys drive, and they made Scarlett Johansson do the like, we're moving to New York dance, and it's like, excuse me. No, it should be the other way. Around. Alicia Keys yeah. dances. Yeah, okay, exactly. you yeah. you drive. Yeah. Let Alicia Keys dance, please. Yeah, no, I would much rather watch Alicia oh, Keys dance. Oh, horrible! Yeah, yeah. That was horrible. Um, yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson's outfits. What the fuck? She looked like she was from. Fargo, North Dakota. She's constantly in like a three-quarter sleeve flannel yeah. shirt and capri pants. And her hair, I feel like her hair, I mean, maybe this was a creative decision too. I feel like her hair was just always like matted and like... It's always in a side braid, but I'm like, listen, yeah. if you're from New Jersey, you're at least going to wear eyeliner. Like, I don't even... Or you're, you're going to be at least, you're going to be a little like leopard eyeliner-y or you're going to be like baseball hat sports fan. You're not going to look like you're, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're going to have some kind of identity. It's like, this, she they made her completely identityless with yeah. these plaid mm-hmm. shirts and these capri pants. And the only time we ever see Scarlett Johansson's boobs is when, or any kind of sexualness to her, is when she dresses up. She's forced to dress up for a 4th of July party that is happening at Paul Giamatti's office. Well, there's... I, yeah, go ahead. And, and they make her dress up like Martha Washington, and she has this like bodice co- colonial. Yeah, yeah, she has so she gets this like colonial cleavage that's like out of control. It's but just, that's the only time we really. Yeah, well, they give the one scene too where like the the kid pants her, and she's just oh, like right. bent over in front of Chris Evans. Right. So those are the two. So those we do get like, to see Scarlett Johansson's tits and ass. Those but are that's the how two, they did it. Yeah, like the two for the boyfriend scenes. Right. Like yeah. for all the husbands and boyfriends who were dragged to this, it's like right. here's ScarJo bent over in her panties. Right. The kid pulls down the pants we get to see her ass in like a family friendly way and then oh hilarious she has to dress up like Martha Washington in for front this. of hot Chris Evans yeah Chris Evans plays the love interest <laughs> that's what it's like Chris Chris Evans plays the Harvard hottie who lives in the building where she nannies yeah there's nothing Harvard about this guy like are you crazy no what is no. Harvard about him he's no. just completely like no he was more if he was just like from Rutgers or yes. like yeah he was just more like, Jersey yeah, than yeah, her he was more Jersey than, than Scarlett Johansson he was yeah. way more Jersey than her yeah, it was kind of a mess with that, the casting. Um, uh, yeah, the cleavage. Yeah, did you think they had chemistry, her and, Scar- her and Scarlett Johansson? Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Uh, no, not right. I mean, no. you know, not not really that I can remember. No, no I think I, I guess it was a family movie. So, like, they really, they barely even kiss. It's like... They yeah, don't, I don't, you're right. I don't even know if they do, like, make out. Maybe yeah. at the end of the movie they do, like, a make out. Yeah, but, but it's very family-friendly. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Well, yeah, it's like where you know she she goes like on vacation to Nantucket, I think, with the yeah. with the family, and he's like trying to call her, and she thinks like he's just not calling her and not returning her calls, but really it was like Laura Linney got the message and just didn't just chose not to relay it yeah. to Scarlett. Yeah, and she was like, "Why? Why would you do that? Yeah, why would you do that to me? Yeah." And then the whole movie, like basically the whole, the nanny cam comes into play, and then the whole movie is like. They so she fires Scarlett Johansson basically because Paul Giamatti um, they, tries to fuck her. Basically. Yeah, and Laura yeah. Linney catches her and yeah. fires Scarlett Johansson, and then Scarlett Johansson goes back to the apartment and kind of like she doesn't even destroy the apartment. She just kind of has this rant at the nanny cam about how you should actually. No, and I thought the rant too, like 
if it's just not a Jersey Girl rant that no. she does at the end. No. Like, yeah, I don't even want to say what the Jersey Girl would say. She would be cursing. She and- would be dropping a the R-E-T-A-R-D word. <laughs> it, would, it would absolutely have been on yes. that. It would absolutely have been on the nanny cam. Yes, yeah. Uh, and yeah, but she just does like, your husband did this to me and you... Are ignoring your son, and yeah. you are not paying attention to your son, and your son is great. Yeah, and it's also like the another weird detail too was that it was it seemed like a very much a choice to have like Chris Evans was basically playing the son that Scarlett Johansson <laughs> was babysitting from the future. Like it yeah. was very weird. Yeah, because yeah. he lived in the building, and he was and he was the same thing. He was like a rich kid. Yeah, who was like parents oh, were ignoring right. him. It was so and he, and they looked the same. Like they got a little Ugh. kid who looked like Ew. Chris Evans. It was gross and weird. Ew, yeah, that is a gross detail. Yeah, Good it was. Pay- yeah, oh. no, it was disgusting. That was like the most jarring thing about the movie. I was like, yeah. whoa. And actually, I read because I was because so, so I was like reading about this movie. It was based on like an actual book that was mm. written by two women who actually were nannies on the Upper East Side, and I, yeah, they wrote this book and they wrote a sequel to it. And I think they were going to try to make this movie. And then the sequel, guess what happens in the proposed sequel? Movie, you mean, or the book? I think it was a book, but of course they were trying to make the book into a movie. But can you, any guesses for what they were going to plan for a sequel? Was it going to be was Scarlett Johansson going to get pregnant with? Chris Evans' son? No, no, good guess. But so in the sequel, the planned sequel was like Grayson, this kid comes back and finds Scarlett Johansson and like confronts her and asks her like, why did you leave me? Like he comes back as an adult? Yes. Like so, so this is like something that takes place like 10, 15 years yeah. down the oh, line? Oh, sorry. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know. Kind of like, ugh, really? Yeah. Then yeah. like, do they fuck? Like, what? Then what? I don't happens? know. I didn't like, get that Jesus far. I'm Christ. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Different kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know. I mean, I guess you know. I would. I would take a 2023 sequel of The Nanny Diaries now with Scarlett Johansson's Colin Jost hair. That oh my you- god. <laughs> I know. I mean, Scarlett Johansson. It, I. Is she a good actress? I have no idea. I really have no idea. I think she's all right. She's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think she's bad. I don't think she's bad. I don't think think she's she's bad. I think she's better when she gets to play kind of a more offbeat character because I think she is like kind of an offbeat beauty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing kind of normal. Uh, I don't know. Like when, like when she was in Lost in Translation, I feel like that was very Scarlett Johansson. It's kind of like over it. I'm hot. I'm over my life. I'm 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 alternative. She has, I, I don't has know. like she has like an artsy side to her. She's so. not just like the popular girl. Uh, no, and, and, yeah, and yeah. It serves her no. She doesn't play the girl next door. Like if you put her in a flannel shirt, you're like, who is this potato on screen? Once you see her tits, you're like, oh, there she is. There's Scarlett Johansson. I'm sorry. That's what, like let her be hot. She needs to be hot. Otherwise, yeah. it's like don't hide her in a flannel shirt. Like she can't play the girl next door. Like she's Come on, she's busting out of that shirt. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I did like her in Match Point, which we should watch Match Point. What it's was like, Match Point? It's, it's like a Woody Allen movie. Whatever, don't don't hate me. Whatever. Um, Woody Allen movie, um, murder mystery. Um, this this was like one of the, like a, a newish Woody Allen movie. Yeah, right? I think I, I kind of I think I kind of remember. When yeah, and it's yeah. it's got a lot of tennis metaphors in it. Wow, Match Point. Okay. okay. Um, and she's really good in that. Like I think she's good when she plays like more of a sexy. Paramore. I think she's good. I I, I think she's good. I think she's, you know, she's a deserved, you know, movie star. She's she's good. She's good on screen. Yeah, I don't know. Eh, I think she's only good when she's kind of, sorry, sexual. Um, I think if she's playing like a normal even if like as a mother i'm like i don't need to watch scarlet johansson be a mother with a short colin joe's haircut no thank you sorry uh no 
But um, but yeah, it did it did like I did not want to complete watch this movie, but we 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 made it through it, and it does like yeah, you it, it is a little emotional. Like you do get kind of like attached you to Grayson. The, you, you feel <laughs> you for do. the people. Yeah, you feel for the people in the movie. Yeah, you, you feel for the kid. You, you, you do. Yeah, you know, I, you know. You hate you hate Paul Giamatti's character. Yeah, you, and Laura Linney. You, you you hate Laura Linney, but then you kind of feel for her a little bit. But she's also awful. Oh, like, she's uh, awful. Off, like awful, awful, awful. She's awful. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and then, but I think the movie too was a good illustration of too of how these like uber rich like just how their lives are awful and are, it's like really nothing to aspire to. No, like they're not happy there no. yeah it's just uh i thought that was kind of an interesting thing to watch yeah as we've both uh, had jobs where we work with rich people and it was a pretty accurate portrayal of how they treat yeah and how they see the world so yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty accurate I, one time i did temp work because this is like when like my first move to the city and i was like before my uh job now like i was getting before i was getting enough hours there i would do temp work and uh i worked for this woman who ran like a makeup line and she was a nightmare but was totally one of these ladies like didn't yeah. even didn't even talk to us as people like very accurate portrayal of uh yeah of these people yeah i worked at the most i think close was when i walked dogs for like that woman uh who lived on park avenue who during hurricane sandy fled to the to the to the plaza for safety <laughs> and like she yeah they had this staff of maids and one time they're just crazy. Like, they have all the money in the world, but man, they are counting their money down to the penny. Like, there was a, the, it was like torrential raining outside, and I took her dog. I was supposed to take the dog out for half an hour or an hour, I think. I don't know. But the dog didn't want to be outside anymore. He did his business, and he was hiding. We were in Central Park just hiding under the bridges because yeah. the poor dog just didn't did, want to be outside. He was, he was wet. He did yeah. not want to be outside anymore. He's a tiny little dog. So I brought the dog back, I think, like 10 minutes early. And as I'm leaving, this woman corners me and she's like, hi, um, excuse me, hi, uh, I, Caitlin, I just, I, 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 okay, I saw you, I just want to, I saw that you brought the dog oh back, I saw that you brought the dog back 10 minutes early, and I just, that is unacceptable. I don't know if you know how much money I am paying Alan, oh my, my boss, God, I don't yeah. know if you're yeah. aware about how much money I am paying Alan for this, I am paying him a lot of money, and I expect the entire time to be served yeah Yeah. and i was like okay like the bitch was home all day i don't think she could have walked the goddamn dog for the like crazy crazy insane your poor dog is miserable and you're cornering me because i brought the you know like just absolutely crazy absolutely crazy oh my god this woman (laughs) absolutely crazy but nanny diaries I, i give it one thumb up Wow. I give it a uh, thumb up. I think it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I guess for, for Paul Giamatti alone, I'll give it a reluctant thumb up. And yeah. and I did feel for the kid, which is kind of crazy because I'm not a kid person. But I yeah. did. You, you know, you feel for the, the poor little kid who's just getting neglect- yeah, no, neglected. It's, tough, it's a tough yeah. life for Grayson. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Grayer. It wasn't even Grayson. It You're was right. Grayer. Yeah, Grayer. Greer. Greer. Yeah, kind of a hard hard name. But but yeah. uh, but again, accurate kind of rich kid accurate name. Accurate name. Accurate rich kid name. Yeah, Greer. accurate. Yeah. It's probably just spelled Greer, but they pronounce it Greer. Who knows? Yeah. That's, knows? That's my guess, though, like a rich person thing, where it's just like, oh, your name's Greer, no Greer. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that's our Saturday morning movie, Nanny Diaries. It was interesting. Yeah. Speaking of, oh man, speaking of interesting, um, poor Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Poor Jack Nicholson. Yeah, oh my God. A couple of weeks ago, I mean, we talked about it. There was like these like paparazzi Gene Hackman pictures. Like, and you know, we were like, who's going to be the next elderly person? Who's going to be the next elderly Hollywood legend to get the, to get totally their privacy as an 
were they, 85 year old man where they just look confused out. yeah <laughs> they're just outside and looking confused in their and orange dementia t-shirt it's yeah like, it turns oh out my it's God. jack nicholson this time poor jack nicholson 85 <laughs> years old screen legend like the most glamorous I mean, king of hollywood king of hollywood oh, yeah. the yeah. most glamorous era of hollywood like the halston 70s angelica houston halston model on his arm okay like you know totally yeah holly like also hollywood legend from the 70s to the 2000s solid you yeah. know what i mean oh, yeah, like completely. solid legend very long career let him get old like the horrible paparazzi photos of him just like waking up on a balcony in like a <laughs> gigantic orange t-shirt looking he looks hungover he I don't looks know, he really looks no he hungover. looks totally hungover um, yeah and you're just like wow is this how it ends for everybody it like is. It, it doesn't matter what your life is you're gonna end up looking like you you had to, like two you had two whiskeys but at your age that makes you feel like you've binge drinked and you're just yeah. on a balcony in a big orange t-shirt confused yeah. i mean what the yeah fuck? either you either you die tragically young or you wind up looking confused outside in a gigantic t-shirt gigantic orange t-shirt <laughs> yeah. no one wears orange no. no one buys orange for themselves you know what i mean yeah. like clearly some nurse just gave him that shirt <laughs> oh god just some you know maid or whatever no one buys themselves a giant orange t-shirt no and he's no. just staring forward into, yeah. yeah he's just like yawning and staring it's uh it's a rough picture there's no jack time, nicholson rough... there you know there's no, no there's no yeah it's just he just, it's not even like you know at least gene hackman was like doing errands about to do yard work he, you know wendy's hamburger yeah. in his car yeah. <laughs> jack nicholson's just in a giant shirt and sweatpants uh, standing rubbing yeah. his face just yeah, like run, doing the, yeah doing the running his hand over his face yeah. and just yeah he, he was clear he clearly he's hung over there he, or he's he was, just 85 or he's just well yeah yeah well because well, i feel like at 85 i just feel like that picture seemed too late in the day you know what because I, mean? I feel like at 85 if you're not hung over you're probably waking up at like five in the morning True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seems like that was probably like a late morning and yeah. he's getting up. I think he was driving. He was uh, doing a little, having a little fun the night before. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he was like a, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like a few things. Jack Nicholson always, I always think of the, the, the Academy Awards where he talked about fucking actress from Weeds. What's her fucking Mary name? Mary Louise Parker. Yes. And she had yeah. like big pregnant, she had just like, just giving birth tits, just big milky boobs coming down the aisle. And he just was like grinning, like totally just like, you could see his mouth go, are those real? You know? So good. I love, I don't know. Just great. Just yeah like, no and that jack yeah. is gone I think. it's gone and, and then it's, you know, i mean you know it's 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 aging his life there's so. also this weird like i think it was like a tmz thing of like during the whole Lindsay lohan craze oh, where oh wow yeah this is i think there was a video of her i don't know how they fucking got this video i don't know if they were like just following her and she pulls up to jack nicholson's gates and she's like buzzing jack nicholson and you can hear him being like Lindsay, honey Oh my god. Oh, Lindsay, honey, what's wrong? Lindsay, honey, baby. Oh, Jesus and I was just like, Christ. wow, what a window into fucking Hollywood. Yeah, like, oh my god, god. There it is. And this is, was this like Lindsay Lohan? As her like downward spiral was like happening, yeah. kind of or like yeah, I think it was the whole like post Samantha Ronson, like just before she like fled to Dubai 
to be like a yacht to be a yacht girl a yacht yeah. girl yeah um, wow god that is a window into Hollywood isn't that yeah, yeah it's something and also that... he just he didn't let her in I was like let her in just let her in <laughs> oh my god there's like just fucking let her in like he's like what are you doing he's just like Lindsay honey baby and you're like oh that's how they do it huh they yeah. just they Ooh. use you and then they just don't let you in when TMZ's tailing you and filming you you know oh my god it's fucking god. cold out there that's dark that's yeah. like yeah that's well, that's really dark you know on a lot of different levels yeah on a lot of different levels that's yeah. you know that's something you know I would never want to see but I'm thankful that that exists and now I know that that happened you know like yeah, yeah was like wow yeah and they're yeah I'm just like yeah that was my thought when I saw him that orange t-shirt I was like wow he was literally in my opinion like one of the most glamorous fucking eras of Hollywood like him and Angelica like peak Halston 70s Angelica Houston just like so fucking gorgeous and glamorous and then to this orange t-shirt it's just like wow you really this is how it ends it does not matter it we all no. we all get the orange t-shirt treatment we it's all, gonna yeah, happen yeah it's just you know? yeah yeah it really you know it really goes to show that you know you're gonna go into the ground yeah. it's, it's gonna end it's gonna it's get a real, yeah it's real it's okay, a real yeah. real real shot of mortality there that, that was pictures of Jack Nicholson yeah yeah, damn. There he is. Yeah, right. It can make you a little bit of an nihilist. Yeah, or you know, just, <laughs> no. live, just live your life because that orange t-shirt's coming. So enjoy yeah, it while yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you know, totally. 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 Angelica Houston it up while you can because oof, that t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that t-shirt's coming. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, does not matter. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, she left his ass when he finally had a baby with like a younger like one of his daughter's friends i think he like knocked up and she was that was like angela houston was like okay i'm done well, and they would fight too because like she wouldn't go to lakers games with him right wasn't that so, like yeah a, I, I listened to her, her book yeah, yeah she had a really good she has a really good memoir and uh she talked about how she just stayed with him way too long and yeah i think she was like after that after he like impregnated one of her like his daughter's friends she was like no more Knicks games no more and then she like got with this like she had like a great like second act ever and she like got with this like sculptor who like really loved her and she just had like a she was like very in love with this. Well that's nice. Yeah, she she found true love. Yeah, so. that's nice. Yeah, and she found Wes Anderson movie, so she's she's great. Yeah. Doing okay. fine. Doing fine. Yeah. Um what's not fine? Okay, this is another Speaking of T shirts. <laughs> yeah, speaking of T shirts. We live in New York and we have noticed the text on t-shirts has gotten out of control like it is yeah. well beyond like the early 2000s graphic tiara where it was just people wearing like ironic kind of like brands on shirts or like the kiss me i'm italian like yeah, i worked yeah. at urban outfitters at that time and i had to fold all those fucking t-shirts that people were wearing yeah. like oh the graphic the ironic t-shirt era you know oh like, totally it would just horrible. be like cheese whiz yeah. and it would be like a picture of like a, like a, a mouse in a lab coat or yeah. something yeah like that like, was kind of yeah. like the start of it i feel yeah. like and now because everybody all everybody wears is basically pajamas out now like people are just trying to get away with as <laughs> much as much pajama as possible especially yeah. since the pandemic so now all athleisure people wear, is in athleisure is all that's in yeah everywhere is athleisure athleisure with like today i saw a lot of people wearing like it's like girls will wear athleisure but then like stiletto heels it's like glam athleisure is very right, yeah, you know yeah. for like instagram photos and shit but like okay so we have been noticing like like the graphic tees have gone from just being like maybe two words to like complete paragraphs well, on you, people's shirts yeah and you also it's like not even like pictures like because on those like old this you would get like a picture like it would be a yes. word it would be an accompanying accompanying picture yes now it's just like just plain text it seems text, a lot of plain text on tees poetry on what what are people doing so we made a note we made a list 
Oh, some um, shirts we've seen. Yeah. So, do you want me to read them, or do you want to... Re- we'll, we'll go one and one. Maybe we'll go... Yeah, yeah, uh, um, All right. I'll read the first one. The, the, this is one I saw working at a museum. It said, uh, on someone's shirt, this is what it said. Nice people dancing to good techno music. That was... That's a complete sentence. Yeah, I mean, I, it's. I feel like a lot of these two are just like, uh, like TJ Maxx, like ha- living room signs. Yes. You know that, that, but now it's just on your shirt. Nice people dancing to good techno music. Why is that a shirt? Hey, what do you? What do you? Why are you wearing? Yeah. What are you even? Also, who is this appealing to? It's such a niche thing. It's also yeah, very niche. Techno music is a niche kind of like thing and you know what i mean so it's like why are you also this doesn't sound fun no nice people dancing to tech good techno music yeah no i don't think that's i think you need some trashy people exactly have you seen the jersey shore beat the beat up yeah that's that's the fun that's where the fun is yeah the fun is when you're beating the beat up because you don't want to beat someone else up because ronnie's gonna beat someone in two (laughs) seconds so he beats the beat up instead he takes it out on the beat instead of his wife yeah that's it yeah roommates and sammy oh my god okay So the next one, you want to read that one? Yeah, I mean, these are, I only found one, so a lot of these are yours. But this is one, you know, you saw where it says, I need a nice cup of coffee and a quiet place. All all I need is a nice cup of coffee and a quiet place. Again, that's, that's like, this takes up the entire t-shirt, you know? It's not just like across the chest. This is like the entire torso of text. Yeah. You know? All I need is a nice cup of coffee and a quiet place. Yeah, which is something that would be hanging in your aunt's kitchen. Why is that a shirt? Like, yeah, this would be, yeah, right over the sink in your aunt's kitchen. All I need is a nice cup of coffee and a quiet place. Also, that's like pretty much everybody agrees that's a nice, like, why are you advertising this as your personality? Yeah. Does this make me want to know you? who Who doesn't need a nice cup of coffee in a quiet place yeah who doesn't need that and also it's like well then why are you in loud ass new york go go find your quiet very, yeah it's so very annoying true. yeah very like, true it's so annoying like yeah. why are you advertising that you need quiet when you're walking around loud ass new york it's yeah. like well, get out of here yeah. go to fucking i don't know upstate like what the fuck yeah. i don't know yeah I, that's a it's a bad one Ugh. that's a bad one makes me kind of hate these people exactly if i see someone in this these shirts i just kind of <sighs> dislike them immediately all right, this was something you saw, yeah, which is just so annoying. Yeah, uh, this was a girl walking on the Upper East Side with a, uh, with some guy, a boyfriend. I was thinking maybe boyfriend, maybe. I think they were like coming from a restaurant from near where I worked, and she's just in a white T-shirt with like black lettering, just says oat milk. Fuck. Oh, no. I think it was the same girl. Do you remember one time we went to when we were like first dating? We went to this bagel place in uh, on the Upper East Side, and there was like this like blonde girl in front of us. It was like it was like an all Latin staff, mm. and she was like, "I'll have uh, one coffee con leche yeah. and a bagel scooped out, yeah. plain bagel scooped out." Yeah. I'll have, um, yeah, coffee con leche. Yes, <laughs> like my bagel. I want it scooped out. Yeah, now this scooped girl's scooped out. Yeah, this girl's returned to my life wearing an oat milk shirt. Oat milk, just oat milk, not a brand, just oat milk. That's how far we progressed in our in in society, where people are wearing their dairy non dairy choice. There's so many fucking non dairy choices that people feel like that's their you identity. Need broad, you need to broadcast, yeah, Could what non dairy drink. 
This is yeah, and this is why the environment will never get better. It's because yeah. of girls like this, where mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. It's also it's, like you didn't buy that in a store; you ordered that online. That's another thing. These fucking shirts. It's not like you walk into like yeah, you know, totally. It's not like this you really, is like yeah you, yeah, you don't go to like Express or whatever, or I don't know, or TJ Maxx, H and M, and buy like an oat milk shirt. You fucking ordered that. You yeah. ordered that from some stupid site, and you had it shipped to your house. A fucking oat milk shirt. What the fuck? Could you imagine people walking around in like the seventies with a shirt? that just said milk because there's only one milk then you yeah, know what i mean yeah, like no, this is yeah. crazy this is what yeah. we've done with all the techno with all the progress all of the conveniences in our lives we yeah. just make t-shirts about it yeah. it's crazy yeah um this is, it, this is oh this is one that i saw i'm yeah. sorry I, this made me crazy i was on the subway and the girl in front of me <laughs> was wearing a tie-dyed you know one of those tie-dyed like bright pink and pink and yellow tie-dyed shirts and this covered the this text covered the entire torso of her and it said um only murders in the building podcast that's what she was she bought that you know she bought that from a podcast she listens to that's about the show only murders in the building i mean we watch a podcast about a show that's what she she loves it so much she bought it and she's wearing it on the subway like i i'm a fan of things and i might buy them but i'm not gonna walk around with my guilty weird obsessive things you know what i mean like i'm not walking around wearing you know i'm not even gonna talk about the the podcast i listen to because it's embarrassing and i'm not gonna wear a (laughs) t-shirt that says it on the fucking subway during rush hour you know what i mean what the fuck again this is something you custom ordered to your, yeah. you know, you didn't walk into a store, you custom, you're like, you know what, I, li- I listen to this podcast that talks about this show and I need, I need a shirt to wear on the subway. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. It's, 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 it is, you know, it's interesting to see what people broadcast about themselves. Right. Um, is, yeah, it, go for it. Where, where did you see this one? At work. This is something someone's wearing at work says, uh, wish problems would stay solved. It's like, yeah, we all do. We don't walk around with a sh- condescending shirt about it. Oh, it makes you so unique. You wish the problem. Like, what the fuck? Did, yeah. Have these people ever heard of monochrome? Just stick with colors. Just yeah. stick with colors. Yeah. We don't need these dumb t-shirts. And again, it's, yeah, again, I'll just keep saying it. Like, why are all of these weird sign phrases on t-shirts now? It makes no sense. Driftwood signs as t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah it it's really no weird. Sense. Home goods is really losing money. They should just sell whatever they're selling and, and, and as far as like living room signs, just make them t-shirts because people are buying them. Um, this is another one I saw. I work at a museum. This is I saw. It said, sometimes you, sometimes me, always us. I mean, you know the relationship's good. <sighs> Let me see this girl. Incel, incel, incel was it a, shirt. Was it a guy wearing it a, a guy. shirt? It wow, was a guy. it was a guy wearing a shirt. It was a guy. Was he with a girl or was he just like... I don't know. I'm sorry. I wow. don't know. I was, yeah, wow. I don't know. But that was sometimes you, sometimes... It's again, it's like, why are you wearing poetry on your shirt? No one likes poetry. No. What the fuck? Yeah, that's that's really strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was thinking it was just a girl wearing that. But, no, it was a wow. man. No, yeah. You'd be surprised out there. Yeah, yeah. This These is, are really bad. I know. Yeah. Here's one just says live happy. Live happy. Fuck off. <laughs> I cannot stand people who wear any any especially in New York. Broadcasting their happiness. Are you fucking kidding me? It's also like no one is happy. No. I think we we can drop the charade. No. But, you know. I would just wear a shirt that says existential crisis. That's what we all are dealing yeah. with. Not live happy. Yeah, that's a good one. God. Yeah. God. Live happy. It's like Live happy. Like you might as well just say, see, I never have to worry about my next meal. 
Like, yeah. that's like, that's basically what you're saying. Yeah. On your shirt. Medical debt will never be an issue for me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Good for like, you. Yeah, good that's for really, you. That's what you're saying. You're on not your constantly yeah. living in fear of an accident causing. You could have a perfect life in this, in this country. God forbid you have a chronic medical condition. You get hit by a car. Now you have a chronic medical debt for the rest of your yeah. life. Okay. Yeah. That's what live happy makes me think of. Yeah. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. You yeah, monster. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. Not live long enough to understand the I constant say, yeah. threat of medical debt. Yeah. I just don't think anyone, yeah, completely. I don't, I don't think anyone that's gone through anything would wear a shirt that says live exactly. happy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Live happy just means uh, live happy at my parents' house where they pay for everything and I don't have to worry. Whatever. Yeah. Um, this one's really bad. Yeah. This one. This one. Yeah. Another one I this saw. This might be the worst one. Nature loving, rule breaking, never faking, life changing. I mean, how do these people not get like? I always, I always knock on wood. I always constantly. This is a li- Lily Allen lyric. Right. <laughs> Nature loving, rule breaking, <laughs> never faking, life changing. Yeah, I like, mean, what is this? It's, I don't know. It, also, it's like I constantly feel like, yeah, like all these people who manifest, they fucking manifest. If I wore a shirt that said live happy or nature i'm just asking god to like push me off a cliff you know what i mean like if i'm advertising <laughs> happiness i'm only gonna bring unhappiness to me you know it's yeah. just like so fucking no, it's, i think it's bad karma the bravado of yeah. these people yeah. to advertise their good their their optimism in this world is just beyond you know it's yeah. kind of like when i see people who had children during the pandemic and i'm like wow you really think the future is okay congratulations yeah, um no, there's, there's wow de- yeah there's definitely people who just had a bit like got pregnant like six months into the pandemic you're and like, it was like whoa, whoa okay <laughs> it's like, wow That's, um, things are good enough for you we to are allow. not yeah. living in the same anyway congratulations yeah. okay um <laughs> yeah another thing i noticed a lot of people still just wearing shirts from the gap that just say gap which is just it blows my mind it blows like, yeah, my mind like young is it like young people all or ages all, all ages, ages wow, wearing all right. gap and i feel like gap should just stand for um uh got this as a present how do you like that that's pretty good <laughs> That's very good for Gap. Yeah. Got this as a present. Got yeah. this. Does anyone really walk into a Gap and is like, I definitely need this navy blue t this navy blue t shirt that says Gap in maroon letters? <laughs> Does anyone buy? Who buys that? Or if it's like the only time I would buy like a shirt that said Gap on it from the Gap is if like it was raining and I wasn't in. The, you know what I mean? I was like visiting a city and I was like, oh, I'm cold. I need like something to throw. Yeah, if you're on vacation and you and you need a heavy shirt that you don't have on, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. is? Why are they like? Yeah, it's just like adults walking around in Gap Gap shirts. I'm like, I don't. You know, yeah, because, you know, also, I, I like Kohl's. Like, I like Kohl's, but I'm not wearing any Kohl's, like, a branded Kohl's wow. t-shirt. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just wild to show off Gap. Gap. Yeah. yeah. Got this as a present, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's our that's our topic. That's our podcast. Everyone out there, live happy according to these fucking shirts yeah. that people are wearing. I don't know. Yeah, you know, well, it's you know, if, if you're wearing a live happy shirt, you probably are. So, so I'm currently wearing a T-shirt that says, "I am fucking Denise Richards, Kyle from Real Housewives." When Denise Richards <laughs> was the only housewife to stand up to the awful Kyle Richards, and it blew my mind. And I ordered this T-shirt. Have I worn it out? In public, never. If I do, I turn it inside out so it's a black T-shirt. Because mm, yeah. also yeah. in New York, if you wear something, people are going to talk to you about like... I know. That's another thing. I'm like, do you really want some crazy person on the subway asking you about your T-shirt? Fucking idiot. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah, no I do. I own a T-shirt that says Daniel Jones is good on it about the quarterback of the Giants. That you, you only wear on. that when you're like, I'm down. I'm, I'm in a good I, enough yeah, mood no, people talk to no, me. No, I, I don't wear it out. The same oh, thing. I don't, only, or if I have a jacket that can cover it. Okay, you know what yeah. I mean? I'd wear it like in the winter when the jacket... 
jacket cover it. Right. But if I put it like in warm weather, I'll absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, no, I mean, I wouldn't say anything to me about no. this. No. Anyway. Uh, so we're getting out of here on a little uh, plain white tease because we're a little more, yeah, we, we, like, we like a plain shirt, as Come we on. said. You know? Yeah. So we'll get out of here on uh, Hey There, Delilah. Classic. Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in your You know what I love about this song? What? It's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess this is like the dark end of the trajectory of Blink One Eighty Two when like pop punk. Yeah, just... yeah. Because this came out like what? Doesn't like mid two thousands, like oh five, oh six ish, probably. Yeah, I, I think so. Because so. I think I was like in high school when this came out, so it had to have been like oh five, oh six. Wasn't this song like always a joke? Like, did anyone actually like this song? That's a good point. How was I it? Don't... Yeah. I think there were, I mean, I think there were definitely, like, girls my age who were into this. Okay, I yeah. mean, if you were, like, a 15-year-old girl at the time, you were, anyway, maybe if you thought this guy was cute. It's very Dashboard Confessional. Yeah, wow, look at the music video. It's all just, like, tweets? fake, fake tweets? Oh, like, what? God, I don't know. I don't know, this is what Spotify's showing us, I don't know. All the Spotify videos are terrible. Yeah. They're all terrible. <laughs> all, every artist, I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's horrible. Anyway, right. that's it. That was Entertainment Entertainment, an entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKay. I'm Caitlin McKay. I'm Justin Angermeyer. Oh, what you do to me, yeah. Thank you, Plain White Tees. Thank you forever, Plain White Tees. Yeah.